It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me this evening. Tonight, I have a long-term friend and colleague who is an excellent, excellent sex educator, and his area of expertise, where mine tends to be the printed word and speaking, his is with sex education films. And Mark, I believe you are on with me now? I'm here, Lou. (laughs) Fabulous. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Dr. Mark Schoen. And Mark's specialty and his focus in the last how many years, Mark? Eight? Nine years for Sex Smart Films? No, yes. Eight <laughs> years for Sex Smart Films. <laughs> but, but 30 years for doing sex education, right? Yes, many years. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at it's been a long time. <laughs> and, but what I, when I was reading your bio, so Mark's. Dr. Schoen's site is Sex Smart Films, and one of the things, you know, Mark, I was reading, you know, your intro and talking about yeah, just because it's on TV or the Internet or in a book, people assume that the information is accurate, and particularly in the area of sexual health, we know that people aren't getting the real goods. Oh, that's so, for sure. <laughs> so when I look at this, I go, okay, I know that you have a gift of being able to see things when, you know, because both you not only are a filmmaker, you have shot films, you've created them, you've done documentaries, and we'll go into that in a bit. But I want to know, were there some role models when you were first looking at creating sex smart films that you followed? And explain to people exactly what it does and what your site will give to them, both in an educational or as parents or as students? Well, my role model was really YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, YouTube YouTube was this uh, site that you could see films on just about any subject, including sexuality, but a lot of it wasn't uh, accurate. A lot of it wasn't, you know, really explicit. And I decided to make a site like YouTube, but only dealing with sexual health, which included sex education, sex therapy, sex research. I've just added a a portion on cross-cultural issues with sexuality. So 
So uh, it's really all-encompassing. We now have about 400 films. Mm-hmm. And, and you have so, diff- the different categories that people can look at as well. But what I want people to have an idea of and to realize is the depth of the information you have available for them. In the free video section, there's a premiere video. Your premiere video has, I think, 35 different categories. Yeah, and the 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 premiere section has films, not all, but films that are sexually explicit. The, mm-hmm. free, the free section it has no restriction on who enters, so I limit the expl- sexually explicit films to the premiere section because that's the paid section. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a recent category I added, uh, I was able to acquire about 150, and I thought this was interesting, condom commercials and HIV public service announcements from 50 different countries. Really? I, well, I, mean, I, just, I, I just watched some of them, so that's very interesting. Go. And well, HIV. The, a, a college recently used them, and the reaction from the students was, you mean they show that in, on television there? And there, there are some, some from Switzerland that have nudity in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them hold up a condom. Uh, so the attitudes about sexuality in different countries vary greatly. And what is appropriate for television varies greatly. So it's kind of an interesting thing to watch these 30-second spots. Now, where would someone find those on your site? In which category? Uh, uh, Advertising and sexuality. Oh, okay. There we are. In the premiere video area. Yes. Okay. And And I would strongly suggest you look at the ones from Europe and then look at some from Africa. Okay. You know, countries like Kenya and South Africa, you know, the countries where they have low HIV rates and low teen pregnancy rates, they use humor. Mm-hmm. They are more lighthearted. There's mm-hmm. a couple of them. I, there's one I looked at from South Africa, and it literally brought tears to my eyes. Oh, really? Uh, yes. So... Uh, yeah, it it really. I think these spots are a reflection of the sexual attitudes in a particular country. Oh, well, there, I think there would be no question. Is the South African one then the Selena one? Yes. Okay, I yes. see it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, do you do? So here's what I want people to have an awareness of. Sex Smart Films is used by people who are in the area of, you know, who are sex educators, who are sex therapists, they will send people look at some of these films. They are, you, you are used within universities. Uh, you, do, does, um, does Chris Kraft at John Hopkins use your stuff? Yeah, I think he does. Mm-hmm. And, and lots of therapists who have people in sex, we have a, couple of series on sex therapy mm-hmm. and one has seven exercises which are called sensate focus exercises and very often sex therapists will send a person to 
watch one particular film that may be an eight-minute film, mm-hmm. and then they'll have a So, for example, the most popular scenario is a person will go to sex therapy, and the therapist will find out they don't know much about their sexual anatomy. Mm-hmm. So they'll prescribe this film about sexual anatomy. Okay. And have them watch it with their partner. Of course, it shows male and female anatomy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they'll talk about it the next week. And okay. there are seven such exercises. Uh, and they go, and, and, and what they section are they in? <laughs> they're, in, they're, in they're in the sex therapy section. And the sex therapy section is divided. There are three sex therapy sessions. One is for heterosexual, one's for lesbian, and one's for gay. Oh, okay. And it's interesting. We made the same exact film three times. In really? One we used two, in one, we used two heterosexual couples. In one, we used two lesbian couples. And in one, we used two gay couples. The scripts are identical. The pronouns are different. Really? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So that, How did those... Rel- Go ahead. The, it just sort of shows you that the sexual relationship issues are, are the same, then we're not much different. Um, I would a- agree with that because when people say relative to my lady seminar, my gentleman seminar, which they tend to be in the area of techniques, manual and oral techniques, and my comment is, no, they're not only for straights. I said, if you have the anatomy, the, you just change the pronouns and the information works. And you know, yes. so it, it it doesn't change. When you, how different are these, the the sex therapy, um, how similar or different are those from the films that, uh, uh, Bill, uh, Reverend Bill did, with these. Uh, these are the ones that oh. I did these with Reverend Bill. Okay, excellent. So, those are because those are outstanding. Because I was, I was looking, I'm going, I'm, I didn't see them. Because I know when, um, we're talking about Reverend Bill Staten. And yes. this is a, a series of the three, the three different groups. And really what, what Bill was doing and you were doing is there wasn't any current modern look that included the the sensate focus that included the things to focus on for couples, be they straight, you know, lesbian, gay, or hetero. And I remember when they first came out, it was like, wow, these things, these tapes are awesome. I should say these CDs are awesome. Can people get just certain segments on your site? They can, you know, the, the typical scenario, you know, people subscribe for a month or to subscribe for three months or a year, but you, a lot of people do these pay-per-views, so they'll watch one film for 99 cents. Okay. So if they're, if they're in therapy, they'll watch one film for 99 cents, and a week later they'll watch another film for 99 cents, and <laughs> it's, it's used as a part of their therapy. Uh-huh. Because I remember when these were first, um, being done, it was they were outstanding. When you when you started this, Mark, there were you know if your role model was YouTube, which I love that, 
you also, we have a minute until our first break, and then you and I can have more discussions over the break. Okay. <laughs> you also have, and I want to go cover this when we do our next section, you are a father, you have been dealing with sex education ever since you, you know, started doing teaching, and now you have grandchildren. And there's something that is so powerful about being able to give the accurate information in a way that you know will, it does have the foundation, which is what a lot of parents want to be able to get it, but they can't. Stay with us. My guest is Dr. Mark Schoen. And when we come back, we'll talk about what parents and children can learn from Sex Smart Film. Please stay with us. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. You're the invisible woman. Too polite to be political. Too nice to be real. Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed. Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball. And it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression. With your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, my guest is Dr. Mark Schoen, who is the creator and founder of Sex Smart Films. He also has an extensive background in sex education and worked uh, with uh, Sinclair 
um, Institute doing their sex education films. And one of the things you and I had fun with, Mark, was being on the advisory council with former Surgeon General David Satcher. And yeah, that was the, that was a fun few years. <laughs> and we, one of the big things that you and I were brought in to do, because we're not in you know the world of the academics, was we were brought in because we are the sex educators with our fingers on the pulse of what people are looking for. And one area that I find that I get asked this a lot when I'm speaking and I do my speaking presentations around the world is from parents asking what and how do I tell my kids about this or how do I get up to speed on things. So given that, you know, so this is going to be the parental section this time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So given you, you know, you have daughters, you have three grandchildren, and people must approach you. Someone comes up to you and they say, what are the best films I can look at for myself or that I can, you know, direct my kids to look at? Let's start with the parents. Where would you say parents need to get up to speed on what's actually happening with their kids? Well, I think two things parents have to do. One, they have to become an askable parent. They have to create an atmosphere where kids are comfortable talking to them about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And and the second thing is they have to set a language that they, they and their children are comfortable for talking about sexuality. I mean, I've been in situations where I've gone around room and asked people, "What did you call genitals in your household?" Mm-hmm. And there were as many there were as many names as there were people in the room, mm-hmm. and none of them were the accurate names. Right. So, so I think, you know, becoming an askable parent and being able to uh, to set that language. To set that language early on, because when kids hear, you know, parents say to, have said to me, at what age should I tell my child the names for genitals? And I'll say, at what age do you tell them that they have elbows and nostrils you know it's when these <laughs> things come it's when they when they come up and well, but you also one, wrote he, that you know award-winning book belly buttons or navels yes and which, the, and bas- basically that book was written to be a prop for a film i was working on and we shot the film which is called belly buttons are navel which is on the site and people were saying where do you get this book and basically, the book wasn't published, and the book got published after that. So, and basically, the the film is a grandmother reading this book about body parts to young children, and it identifies body parts from head to toe. And the big controversy when the book came out was the word clitoris is in it. And one major, major publisher wanted to publish the book and they said only if we would remove the word clitoris. And Mary Calderon, who Dr. Mary Calderon, who at the time was the executive director of SECUS, the Second right. Information Edu- Education Council of the United States, wrote the foreword to the book. And she called me and said, I heard about this offer. 
She said, if you take the word clitoris out, you're going to have to answer to me. <laughs> so needless to say. <laughs> it stayed in. <laughs> it stayed in. And it was so controversial. Oh. That people, people were, you know, oh, you know, it, you know, when you think about it, the clitoris has only one function. Purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's pleasure. <laughs> right. And that, that scares people. That they're teaching their children to enjoy sex. Well, so we are we, we human beings are such a hilarious lot. So, Mark, here is someone they want to be an askable parent. How can someone become an askable parent? Great question. Well, I think when there's something in the news on okay. television or in a newspaper okay. that parents talk about these news items in front of their children. Okay. And le- let their children see them talking without giggling about serious sexual issues. And okay. I think that helps create an atmosphere uh, where children see their, their adult parents speaking comfortably about sexuality. So they understand that they can talk to them about these sexual issues. Well, you know, just as an example, today, and we're going to talk about this when we get to your film, you know, Trans the Movie, just today the state of California passed that, depending on what a child's from age K to 12, what their gender identity is, whether trans, they can use whichever bathroom they want. Uh-huh. Very and, cool. You know, so, and that's something that, you know, we had to get to the point where, I mean, could, could you imagine what we knew five years ago about the acceptance of trans, you know, at that point it was called transsexual or transgender. Now they, you know, each generation adds their own nuances to it. This would not have been uh, a news item that we would have read about five years ago. No, certainly not. It it would have it, been completely buried, and not and not even, know, it would not even there. We've come a long way. We absolutely have. so they see things in the news, and they'll talk about it. And, and but what? But also, it wouldn't it be that if the parents get asked a question that they don't know, they can say, you know what, I don't know. Let's go look together. Or yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think. You know, just saying I don't saying those three words, I don't know, but let's go find out. I mean, if your child asked you a question about astronomy and you didn't know, you'd take out some you'd either go online or take out a book and you'd get the answer for them. Shouldn't be any different about sexuality. In fact, I think you should treat sexuality the way we treat astronomy search for those answers. Oh, so fabulous. I because I when I was a stepmother, I know when I would be asked questions, I was like, you know, I I don't have the answer right now, but you know, let's go find out. Yeah. In in 1974, I spent a few months in Scandinavian countries and there was a book written originally in Danish, called mm-hmm. The True Story of How Babies Are Made. Ah. And, I remember, and I remember this book because 
It was written for preschool children, and it showed how a man and a woman have intercourse and how the baby develops, how the baby is born. And it's shown their illustrations, and it's very graphic. And I thought, we would never show that to preschool children in the United States. So that was 1974, about four or five years ago. I got the rights to that book and made it into an animated film. Well, didn't you have your nephew do the drawings? <laughs> yeah, my, well, my nephew is an, is an animator in Hollywood. And, okay. Uh, I let him live with when I was living in in California. I let him live with me for a few months rent free. So I told him he had to animate this film for me, <laughs> which he did. Because <laughs> so, that's on your free section, isn't it? Yeah, and it's 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 a very popular little film, and some parents watch it, and they've told me I don't feel comfortable showing it to my child yet. But someday I will. And I said, that's great. You know, you don't have to, sh you know, people say to me, when should I have this talk? When your child asks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and you and I both know that, you know, when people say from, from any sex education standpoint, it's, there's age appropriate and there's experience appropriate. And, there are times that, honestly, you and I both know that there's someone who they might be 45 and they have not learned anything additional or added in more since they were 17. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think what we see is there's a range in age from when people start asking about sexual issues. So, you know... You you never know. Mm -hmm. With the okay, we've got the askable parent set, and then the set language. How do you? We've got two minutes until our halftime break. How would you respond to someone who comes from a very faith based attitude? And the, and the reason I'm asking this, when we did the, I'm you know part with Linda Mona and Mitch of the presentation to the severely injured soldiers. And mm -hmm. within that culture, you know, not just saying within the military, but within that group, there's a very strong faith-based attitude. And sometimes they feel that anything that's a film is going to be something that will be against their value systems. Now, we have 30 seconds until our break. My guest is Dr. Mark Schoen. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the films that are going to be ideal and perfect for those who come from a faith-based background. And I'm sure Reverend William Staten will factor into that. Correct, Mark? Absolutely. <laughs> and he is an absolute gem. It's the Reverend Dr. William Staten. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Faith-Based Sex Education.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Just before the break, Dr. Mark Schoen and I, with Mark is the creator of Sex Smart Films, we're talking about for those people who have a strong faith-based background, many times they worry that if there's a film with anything relative to sexuality, they're thinking that it will be only be about porn or it'll be something that... And I am so reminded of this, Mark. You remember Walt Larimore? Sure. And Walt, Dr. Laramore was on the uh, National Advisory Council with us with uh, former Surgeon General David Thatcher at uh, Morehouse School of Medicine. And I remember him specifically saying his concern was he did not want to bring those films into his marriage bed when he talked about adult films. But he did want to have information that was accurate. So on your site, where would someone look for films that have the accuracy but are also, um, you know, that are respectful of their value system? 
Well, you know, depending on the age of, if we're, are we talking about adults here or young people? Yeah, let's talk about adults first, and then because again, on your on your homepage, <laughs> you do speak of this that people need to be aware of what they're actually going to be looking at, and parents are and and anyone is much more comfortable if they've already seen it through their own retinas, you know, <laughs> if they know what they're going to get. Yeah. If, if they don't feel they're going to be surprised or shocked or something. Yeah, well, you know, films, in my mind, are tools. And they're tools to, that are used to educate. Mm-hmm. And you need the right tool for the right job. Correct. And, <laughs> and I have seen films that are misused. I've, I have heard of situations where someone walks into a classroom, shows a film, and says it was totally inappropriate. And I said, did you watch the film before you showed it in the classroom? They said, oh, no, I just read the description. So anytime you're using it, and whether it be in a classroom or with your children or with your partner, you should preview it first and make sure it's going to do the job you want it to do. Thank you. you. There, there is an on-off switch. If you turn it off. Mm-hmm. The scare, the, to me, the scary thing about this, in fact, I read two studies in the last few months that say the average American sees porn on the Internet by the time they're 11. That's mm-hmm. average. So some are earlier. Yeah. And for many... For many of these people, this is their first sex education, and for many, it will be their only sex education. Right. And I, and I think that's a sad commentary that uh, our young people are going online and searching for information about sex. And if you search for sex, you'll come up with porn. But that's, and, yes, I'm, yeah. and I'm not saying porn is bad. I'm saying... I don't want my 11-year-old having their sex education for porn. And other producers of porn are making it for entertainment purposes, for arousal purposes, titillation. They're not making it to educate 11-year-olds. No, but by de facto default, and I know you have said this too, that if that is the only thing that they are seeing first off, I mean, the, the download that impacts is they're like, okay, they don't have any other point of reference. Right. And I've seen this firsthand. I, I, I can, when I was producing uh, the Better Sex video, mm-hmm. and there's explicit sex in these films. And I was about ready to shoot a sex scene. I had a couple, who, a real couple. They were not actors. They never performed sexually in front of a camera before. They were married. They were college educated. We were just about to shoot the sex scene, and the young man pulled me aside and said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, where do you want me to come? And I looked at him, and I said, when you and your wife make love at home, where do you come? And he looked at me in a very apologetic way and said, 
well, I just come inside her. And I thought, I knew where he was getting his education. And I said to him, we're shooting sexual realism. We want you to do just what you do at home. So I, I just saw that this young, educated couple got most of their sexual information from adult films. So he was asking whether or not he should come on her face or on her chest or something? Yes, yes absolutely, yes. Okay. And you know, Mark, right now, you know, is there, okay, so here you are. We've got the faith-based thing. Let's let's keep on the focus of that because you and I could bounce okay. to about eight different yes. places. <laughs> so okay. what, who and where are the films and where would you direct people to go? Well, I would certainly, that we do have a film of Dr. Bill Staten preaching. Mm-hmm. And that's, we have a category called uh, religion and sexuality. And it's mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And just to, to see him in his robe preaching and talking about sexuality, I think it's a really important little piece. Oh, uh, we no, have, no question. And, you know, he makes it clear that uh, we should be able to enjoy sexuality. And, you know, you know and, and I think people, if they have an idea that this, you know, Reverend Staten is an American Baptist clergy, and he ended up doing a Ph.D. in the area of sexuality because as a, as he said, I got great training and great theological training, but he said nothing prepared him for some of the questions that he was being asked by um, you know, when he had his first congregation. And what you and I both know, Mark, and we saw this through the National Advisory Council, um, we see it with the Leadership Council for the First Endowed Chair, the three places that people typically go, they'll go to someone of faith, they'll go to a physician, or they'll go to a therapist. And most of those areas don't get any training, which is why the therapists go to sex-smart films. Yeah, I mean, we try to become a research. And what's interesting is the Internet, if you have the word sex in your title, they lump you with adult films. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult for us to distinguish ourselves as an educational site, you know, rather than a adult site. So... But getting back to faith, I need mm-hmm. to tell you one one story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I produced a film many years ago called Becoming Orgasmic. Mm-hmm. And I was in Puerto Rico, and a physician said he had a woman who was married with three children, and she wasn't orgasmic, and she came to him. And she gave him the film, and she came back, and she said, no, it didn't really help. And then she said, well, maybe you weren't comfortable watching the film. So he gave her the book, Becoming Orgasmic. She read the book, and she came back, and she said, that didn't really help. And this woman was very religious. Mm-hmm. He sat down with her and said to her, you know, God wants you to enjoy sex. 
God wants you and your husband to have a good sexual relationship. And the next week she came back and said everything was fine. Wow. You know, I mean, our brains are so powerful here and our attitudes are so powerful. Yeah, that she just needed to hear that God was wanted her to enjoy her sexuality. And, and you know, when I had, uh, in my seminars, I've had one particular young woman who, same thing, she had been married, she was very, very, very religious, and married, was a virgin when she got married, she was 28, and she came to my seminar and she said, I am so embarrassed. And I said, well, why? And she said, I am still a virgin and I have been married for six weeks. I'm not really a wife. And I said, okay. And what it boiled down to, Mark, was she had been told by her mother. And I looked at her and I said, who told you this was going to hurt? And she said, my mother. Uh. And, and I thought, oh my, oh, my Lord, imagine what her mother must have been told. But I said, I asked her, do you use tampons? And she said, yes. I said, okay, may I ask which size? And she told me, large. And I said, okay. Well, chances are, I said, the hymen is already ruptured. I said, it just, it's an area of skin. It depends on the woman. But if you're already using tampons and you, you know, that should already be taken care of. I said, trust me, the last thing your husband wants to do is to do something that will hurt you. And she had taken my books on her honeymoon. She said, I studied them. She said, I did everything. And I said, and also, you need to know, you need to have some form of lubrication. Do you have a film on lubrication, by the way? Mm, no, we don't have a film on lubrication. <laughs> I just thought of that, of lubrication and how to use it. Um, but I can... But I can honestly say I've been in this field a long time, and this is the first time anyone asked me if you have a film on lubricant. <laughs> Trust me, right? <laughs> oh, well, you know, Mark, you know, inquiring minds. <laughs> so what I, I mentioned to this young woman, I said, look, if you think you're going to have a, uh, or a, you know, it's going to be sensitive or whatever, use some lubrication. And literally she came, she called me, two days later and said, I am now finally a wife. And she was crying and she said, it, it is like the whole door has blown wide open. So we're coming up to our final break. My guest is Dr. Mark Schoen of Sex Smart Films. Stay with us and we'll be right back with the best sex ed films. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe, 
Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Have you been laid off? Fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And as my intro says, you know, uh, in the are you normal and how do I tell my partner, this is the ideal segment for anyone who wants to have access for information on how to talk about particular things in the area of sexuality. If you want to educate yourself, Sex Smart Films, seriously, I mean, I've been in this area for 15 years and there's still things in here that I look at, and, and I talk about sex every day. <laughs> and, and there's things in here that I go, wow, that's a great way of describing things. So, Mark, when you, because you've been doing, you know, you've been producing sexual health films since, you know, since 1974. So right. what are you seeing are the trends? But before we go there, let me ask you from a marketing standpoint. If YouTube was indeed your business model or your role model, mm-hmm. is there a way that you can upload something to YouTube the same way that people with music do, but they have to come and buy something if they want to upload? I mean, I'm just, because I know I'll watch music well, on YouTube, but, you know, you want to have them coming and, you know, from their membership standpoint, because you have memberships, right? Yes, but okay. uh, we have memberships uh, that are for one month, three months, or a year, uh, and we also have pay-per-views. Right. But uh, and users can upload films to our site, and I have several, or well, more than several. I have 
probably 20 films that have come from users. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And uh, what happens is they upload it, and I just have to approve it to make it live. So the probably half a dozen films that I have of guys masturbating are not on the site. Uh, <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> but uh, one of our colleagues, uh, Carrie Bear, made mm-hmm. a film that's on, that's, you know, a terrific little film that's on the site. Mm-hmm. And uh, we so we take films from users. I get films from all over the world. And I put, you know, films I make, and I'm making little films. I did this true story of how babies are made, which is animated. Uh, I made one with a psychiatrist who you know in L.A., Stuart Shipko, who's an expert on sexuality and antidepressants. That is a very, that's a very powerful one because Stuart, when I sat with you with Stuart, watching him do that presentation, that's the first time that I'd heard the hard science of a, uh, data behind that, which that's, yeah. that's a powerful one. And now I so continue because I, I want to make sure that we cover trans the movie. Okay. Uh, that one's called, by the way, libido law. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're dealing with, tranquilizers or SSRIs and your sexuality. I strongly recommend watching it. Mm -hmm. So here's another area that, because you are so, you have such a blanket of information and sort of like an umbrella of awareness of films. And then you started working on this film, Trans. Can you give people a little background on it and because I have to tell people, if you want to have your heart touched and if you want to see something that will give you the insight into what people who have, you know, their their bodies don't, physical bodies or chromosomes don't match up with how they identify, this is a film that just has so much heart in it. Please tell me, Mark, and explain. It's called Trans the Movie. You are the executive producer on it, correct? I'm the producer. Producer? You know, two, 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 two of us made the film, myself and a fellow named Chris Arnold. Right. And when, when, when two people make a film, we both did everything practically. So it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the film took three years to make, and the way it started was when we were on the National Advisory Council one of the members was Dr. Christine McGinn, who's a surgeon who happens to be transgender. And she came up to me one day and said, this company, production company, approached me to make a film about me. And I said, great, you have a great story. It should be a very interesting film. And she looked at me and said, I don't want them to make it. And I said, why not? And she said, I researched this company. If they make the film, it's going to be like an episode of the Jerry Springer show. Oi, 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 And she, at that point, she said, do you want to make it? And she said, and I don't want it to be a film about me. She said, you can use my story as a window into the transgender community, but I don't want it to be the Christine McGinn story. Now, so that in- began... That that was the beginning, but Christine's story is very compelling. Oh yeah, I mean, she, she, here was this 
young, good-looking man in the Navy who felt that he wanted to transition to become she, and she did. And uh, it tells about the naval career, getting out of the Navy, becoming a physician, becoming a surgeon, and now doing transgender surgery. So which it's, is, it's you very know, which compelling. Which she does that at. It, when you see Christine, she is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Yeah, and she's very good at what she does. She's very well respected. Mm-hmm. And she's a surgeon, but I would also say she's an activist. No question. And, you know, a mother. Yes, and a mother, too. We, and that in the film, we, we see her two children born. Mm-hmm. So, twins. So, right, and, but, and as, and as know, Oprah said when she introduced her, this is the first time I thought I'd said everything? Yes. And, and then, and what was the line that Oprah used? Uh, she said, this is the first time I can introduce a woman who fathered her own children. Yes. <laughs> so, but here's, in, in Trans the movie, Christine was the impetus and the entry in, and you have a range of different stories. Now, you've taken this film to around to the, you know, the different, you know, the different circuits for movies. Well, we've been in... Many, many film festivals. Mm-hmm. I've I've personally gone to 30 colleges in the last year. Uh, I've been Skyped into another 30 colleges after their screening. Uh, I've been to about 10 churches, uh, two professional meetings, ACE, the American Association of Sex Educators, Councils, and Therapists, and the mm-hmm. Society for the Science. Both had screening, so we're we've been very well received by all of these groups, and the screenings are usually very emotional. There are people crying, and someone asked me, "What is this film about?" I say, "It's about human rights. It's about injustice, and it's about discrimination." If you look at groups, minority groups in this country, people of color. Gays, feminists, women, if you look at their movements, the trans movement is probably 30 years behind each of those. You know, you look back in the 60s and you, we had Martin Luther King leading the way. Mm-hmm. We look in the 70s in the gay rights movement, we had people, many people, but Harvey Milk was one. Right. The women's movement, we had Betty Friedan, we had Gloria Steinem. You look at the trans community. Who is the leader? I don't know. And I think there are many reasons. A lot of the people in trans communities, and for good reason, want to remain invisible. There's a lot of violence committed against transgender people. The suicide rate in that community is over 41% have either contemplated or attempted suicide. Wow. In the general population, it's 1.6%. So this is a real uh, tragic story, and it doesn't need to be. It's getting better. Mm -hmm. And 
I met a woman a couple of weeks ago who has a seven-year-old child who's transgender. And people were saying, how do you know what to do with her? And she said, I just listen to her and follow her lead. You know what? She, exactly. And you know what, Mark? I think we are going to see something very magical happen when we see a celebrity child come forward, you know, and and Cher's son did. But I think we are going to see a child from the time that they were born and with all of the scrutiny is going to come forward and break open that mold. And their, their mother actually said the choices that they are making are very interesting. And I think for me to tell my child what to think and what to do is bad parenting. Yeah, and th- in fact, th- you know, they call the, tra- the transition is when someone goes from male to female or from female to male, they're transitioning. And mm-hmm. this woman of the, of the seven-year-old said, I have to teach my family that they need to transition. My no. child is fine. Oh, my God, that is awesome. We have probably 40, we have 30 seconds until... We are off. Mark, please tell people how to find you. And uh, You can find the website for the films is sexsmartfilms.com. You can, if you're interested in seeing the trailer for trans, you could go to transthemovie.com. Mm-hmm. And look at our, the film has a Facebook page, and if you want to see what people are saying about it, on Facebook, go to Trans right. the Movie. Right. I put those into Twitter and to Facebook so they should be up there for you. Mark, thank you so much for being my guest this evening. My guest Thank you, Lou. It was a pleasure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so glad you had a fabulous holiday, honey. <laughs> okay. Okay, my dear. Bye for now. <laughs> Most important parts of our health, our sexual health. 